peace has passed, but there was no peace. What are you talking about, Burnham? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Feminist Frequencies Star Trek Discovery Recap Freecast. I am your host, Anita Sarkeesian, and I am joined by the marvelous Ebony Astor. That's good, but I feel like you struggled a little bit. I did, because I had a different word, and I'm trying to remember what it is. Okay. Uh, it wasn't magnificent. Oh, majestic. That was what I, I was going to say. Majestic. Ooh, I know. Yeah, I will but take it. But Marvelous came. The to Majestic my mind first. Mirror Universe Ebony Astor <laughs> reporting for duty, taking over the bridge. What? Yep, that's what's going to happen. All right, today we are talking about episode 14 The War Without the War Within. Ba, ba, ba. All right, so I did not hate this episode. And do you want to know why I did not hate this episode? Because there was a lot of Giorgio and Cornwell in it? Yes. And mm -hmm. also it felt like, you know, they're just like talking shit out. Like yeah. I know that that's the, the shit they're talking about is garbage. Mm -hmm. But like I kind of miss just the like chilling aspect of Oh yeah, Star just Trek. like the Star Trek chitter chatter, you know? Yeah. 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 So I like I didn't I didn't I didn't hate it. It was weird. It was a weird feeling. I, I didn't knew. know what to do with this no, feeling. No, I, I knew that I got emotional at, at one point, too, which I was like, what is I happening? I guarantee I know exactly what moment that was. Um, do you? And I also knew that you would not hate this episode. And you know why? Because it wasn't very flashy. It wasn't a gold lame kind of episode. It wasn't completely, like, just full tilt boogie banana soup. So I was like... Anita probably likes this boring ass episode. <laughs> and I was right. I was right. I mean, it was good, whatever. But I just feel like, I don't know. It, when you deliver the kind of like just skillet fried kookery that the last couple of episodes have delivered <laughs> to then walk it back. You know, to try and show us people experiencing like genuine emotion. Whatever. I'm not interested. <laughs> Lies. Uh, all right, so we start on, we're back in our, the real timeline, mm -hmm. um, nine months ahead of where they landed and the Klingons are winning the war. So, you know, that's where we're at. Um, there's, there's actually kind of a lot, there's a lot of pieces here, right? Because mm -hmm. they're, they're wrapping up for the end, like the big end battle. And so they kind of just like shoved everything into this episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Where do you want to start? I think we should start with Tyler. Like okay. the Michael Tyler stuff, because there's a lot happening there that, okay. Let me preface this conversation by saying, listeners, you know, the three of you that listen. So <laughs> Anita and I stay in pretty constant contact while we watch uh, Discovery each week. And inevitably, one of us is slightly ahead of the other one. Um, and so there'll be, you know, WhatsApp messages that are like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. And then the other person's like, wait, I don't know what you're talking about yet. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. So Anita messaged me, you know, something to the effect of, what the fuck, Tyler? Or Tyler, shut up. Or something like that. And even though I hadn't even reached the scene that you were talking about, I was like, I agree. <laughs> so <laughs> well, whatever is I happening, like, I agree. Yeah, because I was like, wow, Tyler's not like being the most 
awful, horrible. And then he does this stupid thing. And I was like, mother fuck, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Be consistent, of course. Yeah. So, okay. Um, we learn annoyingly that Tyler is back to being Tyler and that he's a part of the show again. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Yeah. Um, that, like, he says that he can access Vox memories, but that th- there's a disconnect. And they make up this term, which I don't know if this is just for Discovery or if it was, like, in something else, but... Species reassignment protocol. Yeah, well, was before like, they started, before they give it that full name, and they were just calling it um, reassignment procedures. I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want y'all to get dicey with the use of the term reassignment, exactly. given what you're doing. You know, yeah, and I still yeah. am like, I don't know how comfortable I feel with that. But yeah, oh, totally. So they're they're sort of writing it off as um, it's 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 a it's a war tactic that mm-hmm. the Klingons are using, and we don't know if that's going to come into play in the future. Because um, I was like, so they they said that they he he was the first one to experience that. So, but it's yeah. nine months into the future, so maybe they're doing more of it. Who fucking yeah? Like knows? maybe there's and, a bunch of like fake Klingons running yeah, around which with I'm shaved like... down fingers and shit. Right? It was horrifying when he was describing it. I, I was know. Like, I could have used a content warning for this. Like, it was gross. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad really we didn't gross. see more of it. And I'm definitely glad we didn't. I think, I hope, we're away from those, like, flashback scenes of Laurel and Tyler getting it on. Because if I see those yeah. Klingon boobs one more fucking time, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, but, wait a minute. Yeah. Actually, now that you say that, which I agree. But he was saying that he has Vox memories. So is Laurel's, is the fucking scenes... Have to do with the fact Anita, that Laurel why do you and ask Vox these were... questions? Why do you ask these questions? <laughs> but this is important I because don't know. Maybe, maybe Tyler wasn't sexually assaulted, and maybe it was just the memory of fucking Laurel, the Vox memory of fucking Laurel. I'm just saying. Right, right. That throws a whole wrench into some things. Does it? I don't want to think about no, it. No, it doesn't. All right. I really d- okay. So I, so Tyler is talking to Saru, and like. I actually felt feelings. Like I actually felt bad. Wait, for him that for was a the minute. part. That was the part where you felt. No, feelings? no, no, no. There was another time. I don't remember where it is. We'll get there when I look at my notes. But, okay. But there was like, you know, like I kind of genuinely. He was like, he wants to see Michael, but like he knows that that's he mm-hmm. tried to kill her and that he killed Stamets, and he was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and he like he killed Culver, not Stamets, which is that's why you're laughing at me. <laughs> um. And like I, he, you know, I bought it. I bought his grief here, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I felt bad. But then he runs into Stamets in the hallway and is like, "Oh, sorry, just bumped into you in the hallway. I'm sorry for killing your well, lover." Well, okay. <laughs> this scene, I see. I felt more for him in that moment because it was crazy awkward. But also, I was like, "What are you doing so walking awkward. around the ship? Like he's going to the crew mess. He's you know getting a quick granola bar and a space lunch, whatever." And I'm like, "Dude, you could probably just have the replicators make you a you know hot hoagie in your room because yeah. there's gonna be a lot of these moments where people don't want to see you. Like you have fucked shit up. Make it easier on yourself. Make it easier on them. So I, I was glad that. Um, I mean, okay, it's it's. It's easy TV, right? So his uh, the tension between him and Stamets is probably only going to last as long as they need it to in the show. But I was Definitely. glad that Stamets, you know, didn't give him an immediate emotional out and was like, it wasn't you. I understand. I forgive you. I was glad that, you know, Stamets was like, are you gutted? Do you feel horrible about this? Like, completely broken? Good. And then just, you know, yeah. do stout. Uh, yeah, that was fine. Except you have two people who 
aren't the best actors in the world trying to do this emotional scene. And well, I was like, <laughs> Star Trek giveth and it taketh away. You gotta, it's you true. know, take the small things when you can get them. It's true. But so, okay, so then he walks into the mess hall and everyone stops talking. And mm-hmm. he, like, can I'm with you. Why do you go into the mess hall? Just eat your food in your fucking yeah, room. Yeah, like, essentially. And he's like, I'm just gonna sit here alone. Like, right. what? Like, yeah, Which, take that middle school melodrama. Your ass could have stayed in your crew quarters. <laughs> Nobody needs this. And then when the camera, you know, focused in on Tilly, I was like, Ugh, why does Tilly have to, like, like, I love her. She is too sweet for this world, too sweet for this quadrant, you know? But, like, why does Tilly get all the dorks, you know? Like, why yeah. does she have to fix everybody so, and make things right. better? Right, so she walks over to him, and then, like, everybody walks over, and they're like, hey, we're all hanging out, uh, like, having uh, a good time. Isn't everything cool now? There was one line that she said that I really liked, which I was like, this is why we like Tilly, where mm-hmm. he says, you don't have to do this, I'm fine, or whatever. And she says, how could that possibly be true? Yeah. And I just, yeah. I really liked that line a lot. Mm-hmm. I hated the scene, and I hated everything that happened in it. And then... Later on, you're like, oh, I see why they made this scene. So that Tyler gets to be a fucking dick to Michael later and be like, everyone else forgave me. Why didn't you? And you're like, what? It was the most excruciating breakup scene ever. Dude. Just, I wanted to like, be like, Tyler, like, I get what you're saying. I get that you need her. I don't get you it. Know, but, no. But no. You, don't get to, you don't get to try and claim the moral high ground here because the rest of the ninth graders have decided you can still play on the <laughs> ultimate frisbee team, but your girlfriend doesn't. Like, you straight up tried to murder her. She gets yeah. to take some time and be like, yeah, I'm not okay with this. I'm probably not ever going to be okay with this. So, you know, deal with it. Although, there was a moment when I was like, I don't know, though. Y'all probably should stick together because after this whole thing is over, Burnham's going back to prison. (laughs) Tyler's probably going to prison. Y'all probably could be roommates. So you should (laughs) stay friendly. Yeah. So, um... Sark, so we'll talk about Sark later, which will be annoying. But do we have Sark to? says Sark said no. We, well, I do want to talk about how fucking awesome his outfit is, though. That's some serious. Oh like, yeah, no, Sark that was shit. dope. That was dope. Yeah. I, do, I have a question though about Sark. Yeah. Do you want to feel the question now, or do you want to take no. it later? Hold it. Hold the okay. question. Okay, I want to get through it. this because it's an important I, question. Okay, well, don't forget it. I wrote it down. Sark says to her, don't regret loving someone. Wah wah wah. And I'm like, okay, fine. She's gonna go in there and maybe like be like, okay. Right, but she did, which I appreciated. But like, so we had, we, I just we skimmed over this, but I need to reiterate. So okay, so Sark says, "I know you still care for him," and no, is this Sark? Whatever. Someone says, "I know you still care for him," and she says, "I do," but that doesn't mean I should. Yeah. And I was like, "Yes!" Like yeah, that is yeah. such a good line in general, right? Like anyone who's been in shitty relationships right. that like still feels for that person. I really, really liked that. Yeah, that line. was the conversation between um Burnham and Tilly. And yeah, I agree. That oh, was a great scene. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So then she goes to him and like you think that he's about to grovel mm-hmm. and she's like whatever and he gets super defensive and is like you should forgive me and I, that's when I text you being like what a fucking tool like, she stomped in there with her says, moon boots and was like I'm not having it dude, <laughs> like good give no quarter because this is her, a disastrous relationship y'all shouldn't have been in it from the get go He, she should have punched him in the goddamn face when he said your parents were killed by Klingons and you fell in love with one 
Fuck yeah. you, dude. Yeah. She should have stomped the hell out of there. What? Yep, yep. That shit pissed me off. And then, like, um, and then, then his whole, like, backpedaling from that, being like, the reason Lorel couldn't get through to me is because of you. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, you need to help me. So all of that was bullshit. But then I actually liked that she was like, look, I've been through some shit, too. Like, yeah, my mm-hmm. body wasn't transformed, but, like, shit. <laughs> right. I've, been th- I've been through some stuff. And she, right. start- she says, that kind of work reclaiming life is punishing, relentless, and mm-hmm. solitary. Yep. And, like, I liked that she said that. Like, she yeah. was like, fuck you. Go figure it out on your own. I ain't your savior. Well, yeah, and I mean, when she th- laughs- I think that's, like, yeah, it was, it was very satisfying to have her do that. But it's also, I think, very true. You know, like, yeah. no one else can save you. You have to do that work yourself. And it's great if you have people who um, who are willing and able to support you. But nevertheless, the work has to be done by you, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did love and it. And it's like, also, the person you abused is not the person that holds your hand through that process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? I don't know. I like there. There were some lines in this that felt very real. And I know true this was the resonated. good writer. You know how we're like, there's yeah. like 17 writers. It seems like on every episode, and each one gets two pages. I feel like you know the prime writer, the good writer. They they got some good shit thrown in this. They one. did. Um. So yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say about them. But that was you know. There's, there's some stuff. All right, you want to okay. give me your Sark question? Uh, well, it is really a Spock question, and we've talked about this a bunch before. I'm not going to have an answer to that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm posing it to the world then, Great. to my genius followers, because y'all really are amazing. How is it that we are supposed to understand that Spock never mentions his foster sister, Michael Burnham, <laughs> Yeah. In any subsequent, I mean, it would seem like even if he was already grown and out of the house, like if my parents had taken on a little mop haired orphan after I was in college, I would still bring that shit up occasionally to my friends and be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like my foster sister, Annie, or, you know, like, ha ha yeah. ha, my mom called me and I had to talk to that little punk ass kid I don't like or whatever. But like, how is someone this important to your father, to your family, never brought up in a subsequent timeline, right? So they're going to have to deal are, with that some way. I believe you are applying human logic to a Vulcan <laughs> myth thought process. Well, you know what? To be honest, I'm hating Sark less, which does, is not saying much because I really, really disliked him uh, in this version of the show, even though his clothes are amazing. But um, I think one of the things that I don't like is that there's there's something, there's an element of alienness. Look at how articulate I am. There's an element of like alienness, um, Vulcanishness that I'm not getting yet from this Sarge. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, his, the portrayal is very actually, and James Fran is a great actor. You know, like cool, whatever. But this version of a Vulcan just doesn't feel very Vulcan-y to me yet. And Sark was such an iconic Vulcan, you know? And, like, big dad to the big iconic Vulcan. I don't know. I need more for my Sark is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, I feel like Sark is just conveniently thrown in when the narrative needs some justification and explanation. Or when they need, yeah, exactly. When they need to have, like, you know, someone convey some information. They're like, we're going to throw in a smooth Vulcan neck pinch here or a mind meld. uh, Well, and then I'm like, I also... 
I feel like the the I mean I so he goes and he mind melds with Saru as if it doesn't mean anything to mind meld with people because yeah. this universe doesn't give a shit about that. But I was like I was annoyed. I made a note about being annoyed by it. But then I was like, you know what? That saved us a whole fucking shitload of exposition. Yeah, exactly. we don't need that shit. Just fine, cool. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. A couple of looks and we're done. We know. Yeah. So I I'll take it. Um. Oh 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 oh. Okay. So one, you know that I love Admiral Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Cornwall, right? Katrina? Yeah. She's awesome. Totally adore her. When she shoots the bowl of fortune cookies, oh I my God. was screaming. <laughs> I want a gif of that, and I want I to know. see that gif every day yes, over yes. and over again. It was so satisfying. <laughs> it was so good. And I had turned my head away and just happened to come back, thank God, at that exact moment. And I was like, it was like a present for me. It oh, so my delightful. goodness. I know, yeah. it's like they listened to our podcast, and that was the only thing they took away from it. Yeah, seriously, because <laughs> then we hear, you know, or I don't even remember what scene it was in later, but they're setting it up for the return of Lorca, right? Because they're like, there's no way a you know, Starfleet officer from our universe could survive alone in the Mirror Universe. Right, uh, right, right. So he's, I, we assume he's dead, and then they immediately cut away. What? Uh, you know, y'all, just stick with something. Just let, I mean, if Culver's got to stay dead, let Lorca stay dead. Whatever. Seriously. Um, okay, so the thing about, so, okay, you know, like, I'm sort of, I, I divided my notes up by people this time, right? So we could talk Smart. about the Emperor and shit. But, like, um, I, overall, like, what they're setting up is infuriating, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're, they're, there's all these lines about, like, knowledge of the alt universes has to be buried because it is dangerous for people to know that. And, mm-hmm. like, we have to, you know, there's a line that um, Michael says where she says to Giorgio, I see now that the time for peace has passed. Yeah, cool. that was gross. Awesome. Yeah. And, and then also, like when, where, when, were, when were things peaceful before? <laughs> right. And then there's lines where they're like, you know, uh, uh, Sarek says Starfleet tactics have failed us. So, like, they're just setting up. Like, what they've been doing the whole season, I don't know why they're, like, fucking drilling this home as if there was ever any because for the, in for actual Because for the people Starfleet like philosophy. us who are like, this is not my Star Trek. I don't get it. You know, we don't want this kind of, like, you know, militaristic U.S. Army commercial. Uh, as Star Trek, they're like, listen, if you thought this was going to change, it's not. Buckle in, you know, strap on, yeah. cowboy up. And- and so, like, you know, we started the show being like, uh-oh, the Klingons, like, these are super one, like, they're one and a half dimensional, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're hoping to get a little more depth, but then they kind of disappeared, like, they weren't, yeah. they were just, like, background, they're not really relevant, and so then when you hear lines like, the Klingons are like cancer cells, to root them out, you must destroy the tumor, and, like, that they're just these horrible, sal- like, they actually, Sark actually called them, oh, Sark said, we are fodder for their feudal savagery. Our deaths yeah. are their spoils. Right? Yeah. Like, just leaning in hard to the fact that, like, this is a super racist representation of, like, savage brown folks. Right? Yeah, seriously. Seriously. And just, you know, the grossed they're, way. Oh, they're, qua- they're quarreling among themselves like savages yeah. do, you know? The way the show um, wants to have its cake and eat its too about violence and uh, and war is just disgusting to me. Um, and so, yeah, that it, it requires, you know, human, dehumanizing is obviously an odd term to hear, but it requires dehumanizing and othering the alien race, um, alien races so that you have a big bad that can be fought. Um, but the way it's done here is just disgusting, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, again, why I love Tilly when she's like, I think 
you know, I was I was thinking about environment and how people are changed by their environment and we need to face the darkness that's within us. And I was like, oh, man, why can't we have more of this? You know, like yeah. smart people talking shit out and, and also reckoning with what this war is going to do to the people who fight it. Right. Because you don't yeah. come out of the, a war and then go back to being peaceful Um you know, and, and not uh, war justifies itself, you know, and I think someone actually says, like, this is a war that will never end. Oh, I think it was Laurel, Right. Um, but this is a war that will never end. Yeah. Um, she but, says, as wars never do. Yeah. She, and she says, conquer us or we will never relent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the advice she gives the admiral. Yeah. And and also he's like, why is Laurel giving advice on conquering her people, first of all? And we never go back to that. But I think that you see that a little like the show doesn't obviously does not pay any justice to the cost to the real cost of Mm -hmm. war other than it being sensational. But one of the reasons I like the Admiral a lot, too, is that when they show up at the starbase and see that the Klingons destroyed it and she freezes. Yeah. And like Saru has to step in and is like, get us the fuck out of here. And she Mm -hmm. just can't. Like, she's clearly traumatized by these months of grueling war and losing everyone Mm -hmm. she cares about. And the loss of 80,000 souls, as she put it, like, was really affected her. And I I appreciated that. I don't know if it's supposed to be showing that or if it, like, she's kind of weak because she showed emotions. I don't don't really know what the show is trying to do with it, but... That came um, in a moment where (laughs) I was feeling sad because Saru didn't have command of the ship anymore. Like, I loved him as the captain so much. So So there was a moment when... um, um, when the Admiral came on board and took Commander, I was like, no, like, I want Saru to still be captain. And so when he had to step in, um, in that moment of whole vulnerability, the smart side of me would have seen this as, yes, she is a human. And of course, she's going to be affected by the loss of this many lives. But the shitty TV watchy part of me was like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, and you're not even the best captain. Saru's the best captain. Although I do have to ask this strategic question so the war is going really badly for starfleet why would you put all the top brass in one place seems to me you ought to diffuse that shit around the galaxy you know like what this (laughs) this show doesn't make any sense i can't get over how none of it makes do you want to know what else is really dumb you want you want to know you want you know, the other. The I want to know. Thing? I want to know. Real, real, the, the dumb. The, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Why don't we bring Giorgio back from the dead and have her fucking in control as the captain of a ship? That sounds like a really good <laughs> idea. Let's yeah. do that. Cool. <laughs> Nothing's gonna go wrong here. We have no other options, even yeah. though we literally have a plan, like an right. entire plan. And we can do it. And all she said is she wanted her freedom. So are they setting her up to be captain so that she can exist in the world without people being like, oh, who's this? Yeah. Who knows? Honestly, who knows? I was wondering, like, okay, she's apparently, like, they're going to cosplay her as Filippo Giorgio from our universe. Is she going to stumble a bit when she uses, like, the controls on the, the, like, everything? It's not the same, right? It's not exactly the same. Someone is going to, you know figure out it's gonna jig to the fact that like this is not philippa and it's get whatever yeah the show makes no fucking sense and no and fucking she just sense. like happened to not die what like yeah. come on what uh-huh. so sh- I, uh, yeah oh oh yeah 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 i don't <laughs> uh-huh. <Yeah>. so, <laughs> were you, that's where were you about this. to say something i loved 
Well, I loved the look on her face at the very, very end when Giorgio sits in the captain's chair. The look on her face was so fucking good, though, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, like no. you're kind of root. You're kind of rooting for her at this point. Oh, absolutely. Like, this absolutely. Is what I would love is if she took over the Discovery and you know basically did what Mirror Universe Lorca did, which was like take it over and use it for her own nefarious purposes. Like that would be yeah, the best. Which outcome is what we assume. But. Yeah. Are they going to make it so that, like, she's going to learn to be human, like Michael's learning to be human, blah, blah, blah? Or are they going to make it so that she becomes, like, the supervillain? Um, well, for my sake, I hope it's the latter. But rather than have her, you know, have a change of heart, I suspect that she would die again. You know, like, she'll go down in a blaze of glory after causing a bunch of trouble. But... I get we get to see her for at least a little bit longer because in the promos for next week's show, when she's striding down the hall in that badass cloak and those leather clothes, I was like, "Girl, come through!" Oh my yeah. god, the so costumes all of the clothes on this in that show. Cool. The I know. Costumes but are first of all, Tyler Ooh. is involved in the Awave team. Apparently, girl, don't ask no questions. Saw. And don't also, there's some no kind questions. of like. There's some kind of sex club kind of dance okay. party thing. Listen, right? listen. Like, I rewound that, <laughs> that shit twice because I was like, you telling me? You, did I just see what I just saw? I thought I had sure mine did. warped back into the Matrix Part 2 or some shit. What is this bullshit stripper party rave? I thought they were going to Konos. They probably got high on that mushroom planet, which what? What? That plan is banana soup that plan is yep. a crock pot full of banana soup what in the world they shot a mushroom cannon into a mm-hmm. planet mm-hmm. A, what yeah because that's gonna work of course and it had to work there's yeah, no course, way it wasn't gonna work i do have to say though there was something kind of nice about like stamets's little babies growing after he lost his lover like and had all that shit it was good it i mean because i'm a grinch and my heart does not work when the people on board the bridge were watching the mycelium grow and like there were tears on the bridge, I <laughs> I laughed so hard because I was like, like you are this, right now. What is this? What like they were visibly moved by the sight of those mushrooms going. Which took, like, all of two seconds, too, right? Like, there was no sudden... You're like, I'm not exactly emotionally with you right now, because, (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, I don't... This doesn't seem like it justifies that level of emotion. I mean, I get it. Emotions are running high right now, but y'all are literally watching this. It's like the equivalent of someone breaking down while watching a PBS documentary. Like, they're just watching (laughs) mushrooms grow on the big screen. I lost I was too busy thinking about the map of Discovery and how it looked like engineering was right next to the bridge. Like, they both come yeah. running in, like, immediately after. Course, They're like, what's happening? And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. I, I, Whatever. That's just I me do not dumb, understand but. the specs of this show. I don't understand the tech of this show. I don't understand how the timeline is going to square with what we think we know about Star Trek. I don't understand any of it. it. You know what? If this were just a show that were not a Star Trek show, it was named something else, and they wouldn't even have to change, like, the uniforms because they don't look no. like Star Trek uniforms. No, like, just don't. change the names a little bit, you know? And I, maybe I wouldn't have hated the show so much. I don't get how it's all going to plug in. I honestly don't. 
I don't know either. I'm trying to find in my notes. There was a moment where I did actually get like legitimately emotional for like half a second. And Mm -hmm. I can't I don't remember where it was, but I was like, holy shit. How is the show affecting me? What's going on? I would like to know what that is. I don't know. It's done now. I'm I'm surprised. Well, you know what? It couldn't have been that great, right? No, clearly. Was I mean, it, this is all relative. We're grading on a massive curve here. Was it right? when like, um, Sarek and Giorgio were fighting over Burnham, like two grumpy yes, divorced parents? <laughs> they were like, oh, we need to oh, work out a, a good, new custody arrangement. But that's a good point to bring up because there was like the most patronizing bullshit of like, she can't handle it because she has ethics. Mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. like. It's good. We like that she has ethics. Like, yeah. fuck you. That whole scene was infuriating. Um, yeah. Nah, man, okay. Uh, will you give us your hair report? Because I have feelings this week about the hair. Yeah. Um, so I have been noticing something over the course of the um, of the show. What have we done? Like 13 episodes, 14 episodes, which mm. is that Burnham's hair gets bigger it gets more height when she's doing something badass as if she is inflating with badassery and huh. when she feels was she doing anything badass in this episode cuz her hair No, was and that's why her hair gradually started to shrink and look smaller. <laughs> this is you guys this theory is bullshit. Don't go back and view and hear this. Okay. This is bullshit. No. Her so hair her, her hair, hair looked pretty good this week. It bothered the fuck out of me this week. What? Because it looked like it looked like there was like a chunk, of, like a round chunk of hair, just like sitting on top. Like it I was like cut it. in this super weird way. I was listen. Like, her hair is, is gonna. It, you will deal. Her hair is gonna be geometric and architectural, and you will deal. One thing I loved is that you know sometimes we don't get to see um, you know like discrete sections of her hair, like the actual texture of the hair, because they don't light it very well um, yeah. all the time. So it just looks like this undifferentiated mass. But you know this week you got to see like the coils and kinks and everything in the front. I loved it. So I'm giving her, I'm giving her a uh, B plus this week. But, but okay. I'm giving, I'm giving Lieutenant. A Wusakun and A plus plus her hair mm. just mm-hmm. is so wow, stunning. Wow, you remember week her name? On week week on week. I wrote that shit in all capital letters in my notes because yeah. there was one moment where like you see her from the side. She is her skin. I sound like fucking Buffalo Bill, right? Her skin is so <laughs> luminous. Oh my god, so luminous, and with the hair, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Can I go to Reader Mail? Yeah, I, wrote, I actually took a lot of I, I got a bunch of these. Well, we Good, say because I have now, some too, it's just, and it's just we'll tweet. see if uh, they're saying the same things or if my followers are better. Uh, well, some of these were tagged to both of us, so Boring. you know, fuh. all right. <laughs> At Leonard underscore Daniel said, I absolutely wouldn't put it past them to have Shroomy Culver in Tilly's head, so she can so only she can see him, and Stamets has to talk to him <laughs> through her like. I wrote that. <laughs> Freaky Friday shit going on. Yeah, and clearly they just ignored that whole thing because yeah, that didn't come yeah. up at all. Oh, I didn't get the name of this one. Uh, I think it's uh, Cesar Turkenu said, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but Burnham's armor was the same as Giorgio's, except that instead of full boob armor, she had only half boob armor. 
Never thought I'd use that exact phrasing in a serious manner. Smiley face. I, and I looked at it and was like, uh-huh. you're totally right. It It is totally, like, uh, jo- um, Michael's was a half boob armor thing. It just didn't look as defined because it was oh. only half. Can you, I know. Oh, like, Bummer. how much even more painful is that? Like, if you have it's to awful. sling your boobs into boom armor and, like, pack and them And only in, one of them is like, being, so like, much held tuna. up. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But, like, if one is floating free and then the other one is all bound, that's worse. It really is an evil universe. You might remember last week that I was losing my mind about Michelle Yeoh's he- uh, leg kicking up and kicking Lorca in the head <laughs> yes, from behind. Yes. Uh, and it was her leg. And I got several people sending me messages about how, like, she is, like, a super fancy martial arts yeah, trained, ama- yeah. amazing, which I didn't really realize. And Wait a minute. But so, last week, we I know. talked about, okay, whatever, I know. whatever. No, you and you call, you said that. But so it totally was her leg. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, I watched the video that I think Philip Waldron nine on Twitter sent me. Um, that what's his face, Lorca? Uh, 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 what's his real name? The actor. Jason Isaacs. Yes, Jason Isaacs, who uh is not American. <laughs> it uh-huh, was really uh-huh. jarring, and I knew that. But listening to his English accent, I was like, oh, right, this seems so off to me because Lorca. Anyways, he uh-huh. was talking about how he was really intimidated fighting with her, and I thought that was kind of funny. Good. Okay, but so when I looked up Michelle Yeoh martial arts. Mm-hmm. The first article that came up was about how she would use her quote unquote martial arts training on Harvey Weinstein. Damn. <laughs> like, damn. What? Yeah. So that's a little fun fact. That's for the medium. best thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's uh, that's amazing. What else do I got? Oh, John Harmon, who is at McComic on Twitter, said, Here's a question about Discovery. Did Lorcan know that Tyler was a Klingon spy the whole time? Either way, could have made for some intriguing drama. And why would a Terran trust someone like Tyler so quickly anyway? That was an excellent question, and Mm -hmm. I pulled that aside, too. Yes. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what to say other than that's an excellent question, and we'll probably never get the answer, because it is an excellent question. I feel like if I asked that question, Ebony would be like, why are you asking questions? Yeah, I would, but because it's someone else, (laughs) I'm going to allow them to ask the question, and I'll even consider it for a moment. But you should know, listen... One of the best things about um, doing this podcast is that week on week, people are like, I'm not watching the show anymore, but I'm still listening yes! to the podcast. Okay. And I'm like, yes, yeah, that's great, but we're still suffering through this <laughs> shit. And I also feel an extra tinge because this podcast, contrary maybe to your expectations, was not my idea, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I did not come up idea. with this. This was Anita's idea. So to have her tap out and like try and tag team me in wrestling style because she's done with this show Woo! i'm still here i'm still here so the last two comments i have are Mm -hmm. totally related to that um i so sophia rune and sarah both were having a conversation uh to us Mm -hmm. and said just listening to the star trek podcast and wanted to tell you that we haven't watched a single episode but we love listening to your takes on the absurdity and then sarah said we were gonna watch it if your folks take on it was good but we decided to pass over listening to the first podcast but we kept listening because you guys are great it's a highlight of our weekends i like i that totally made my day like i, I know was that's like, so great i, and I, I also just feel i'm like, like we're, we're rambling doing a service yeah <laughs> <We're>, no <laughs> yeah. seriously because you know you could have wasted some of your precious time watching this show but instead we're doing it for you and now 
You don't have to wait. You could be spending time with your family, you know, making pot yeah, roast, exactly. reading books. But also, knitting. like, you know, I kind of feel like we are uh, just bumbling idiots talking about how much we hate oh, this we show. Oh, we are. With no, with no intelligibility whatsoever. And so it's nice that people are enjoying it. And that somehow, I guarantee you, nothing that we say makes sense to anyone who hasn't watched the show because we don't yeah. actually recap it. No. <laughs> We're just like... Fuck Tyler this week. He but was listen, shitty. Listen, Wikipedia exists, okay? <laughs> Y'all can <laughs> read Nobody a recap. Cares. That's not what this Nobody show cares. is. This is a podcast, and it is... Who was it? Who's the listener that said our typically ramshackle podcast? I laugh about that 20 times a day. I Amazing. love it. It's totally, it totally is. Mm-hmm. We know. We know yeah. this is bullshit. If yeah. you would like a less... Um, makeshift mm-hmm. podcast. You should listen to Feminist Frequency Radio, where we have a real producer. Yeah, and we are and and our thoughts are timed, and we are forced to stay and within constraints. Yeah, and, and also we have Carolyn, who is just exactly delightful who does and smart. keep things on the rails. Thank yeah. God, Carolyn never takes things off the rails. So no. Uh, that was it for my reader comments for this week. I think I've had any, actually the exact same ones, except I also have one from. Uh, Jay Rothwell, I believe, who said, this ties into last week's a comment I made about, I was a little bit worried because they, you know, they came back into the Prime Universe nine months in advance, and I was like, what if there's a fucking space baby? What if someone oh, has a space yeah! baby? The and space so baby. Jay Rothwell says, nasty thought came to mind at the talk of the space baby. What if, in the nine months they've been gone, Cromwell's had a baby by Lorca? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Loving the podcast, by the way. Luckily, that does not appear to have happened, but I was really sweating Luckily, it for a minute. Because the nine you, months just you... seemed too convenient, you know? Yeah. No, I really, that was an awesome comment. I appreciated that as well. And, like, I don't know. That would have added an interesting twist to all of the nope, things. Nope. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> I would have kicked I would my I would have self. hated it. I now that I know my, that it's not yeah, happening. I would have given myself a Giorgio kick to the face if that would happen <laughs> to put myself out of my misery because it would not have been okay. Uh all right. You want to do your theme song? Or I don't have yeah. one. I don't have one what? this week. So hold on a minute. Let me think of something. All right. So we're going to have dead air while Ebony's N- thinking about a theme song. No, because you're chattering away do, while do, I do. think. I, well, I'm just, trying you know, to keep fill it going. The, keep it going. I'm okay. trying to fill the time. You um, can talk about. The time for peace has passed, but <laughs> there was no peace. What are you talking about, Burnham? That's it. <laughs> that was great. That mm-hmm. was really good. All right. That's it for us. Uh, I do have a special announcement. Ooh, what Be is it? Be sure. Are you ready for this? No. To all of our three plus listeners, yes. be sure to subscribe to this. I don't know if you've subscribed already, but if you haven't, you want to do that. Because sometime this week, we are going to be releasing a very special bonus episode. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Uh, we're going to uh, have a friend of the podcast tell us all of the things wrong with the science of disco. You folks, you have no idea how good this is. It's so good. And it's fascinating. You're going to love it. It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Definitely stay tuned for that. We'll release it before the the last or the next episode. If you like our show, do us a small favor and rate it on iTunes or anywhere that you get your podcast because it helps us get the word out. Tell your other Star Trek loving friends. Um, and, you know, I just want to shout out that Feminist Frequency is a nonprofit. We run on donations. Everything we do is free and available. So if you want to chip in a couple bucks, we would really appreciate it. And you could do that at feministfrequency.com 
patreon.com slash donate. We definitely like hearing from you. Oh, yeah. So talk to us. I am on Twitter at Anita Sarkeesian. I am at Ebony Aster. <laughs> Did you have to think about that for a minute? No, I was going to do an accent, but then I was like, I'm terrible at accents, so why confuse the people? <laughs> Maybe you should have. Oh, real quick, yeah. before we yeah. go, did anyone else notice that when the Admiral was talking to like the hologram admirals and whatever, one of the people that she was talking to was the girlfriend of Kima Greggs from The Wire. Anyone else spot? In fact, I know already. No, really? I know already. The one person who also identified that person is probably Joe Black Attack. So yeah. hit me up and let me yeah. know if you also oh, spot a Kima's girlfriend. I did not recognize her. She's That's so awesome. beautiful. I well, like I had yeah. a teensy weensy crush on her, so of course I was gonna spot her. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but I guess we have one more episode left. I was actually just elated when I found out we oh. only had two episodes left. I was so excited. And then this episode wasn't shitty, so now I'm not like, I'm excited for this to end, but I'm a little bit, I'm less passionate about it. So one more episode until a long break for season two, so definitely tune in. I'm going to make a mushroom risotto in honor of next week's episode. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And like also that. maybe some stroganoff. <laughs> um, you can check out all our work and our other podcasts, including Feminist Frequency Radio at FeministFrequency.com. If you aren't checking that out, we've had some amazing guests recently, so please tune in. Thank you for suffering through us. And suffering with us. through us? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. That's probably I mean, that true. That's works, probably right? accurate. Let me just end this goddamn thing I've been rambling for too long. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye, Bye folks. <laughs>